Uh, the reviews seem to suggest that the Nats delivered when it came to tax. Tax reviews will be paid for by savings in the public sector and a bunch of new revenue streams from visa costs to tax on foreign house buyers. Couples with kids will be $250 better off a fortnight. Couples with no kids, $100 a fortnight. Changes to bright lines on investment housing. Tax deductibility is back. Now, Nicola Willis is with us. Good morning. Good morning. The treaties and rules and trade agreements, etc., around this tax on foreigners buying houses, can you get around it? Yes, we've sought uh, independent legal advice to check that we can do this while complying with our free trade agreements uh, and tax agreements. We can, but of course not in the case of Australia and Singapore, uh, so we won't be applying the tax to purchases from those countries. Who gave you your forecasts? How did you come to get them? Uh, so what we did was we uh, looked at the size of the market of foreign purchases for the ban in 2018. Then we did some modelling to forecast what's changed in terms of house prices. We modelled according to the distribution of homes in the regions where foreign buyers had liked to purchase. Uh, we adjusted the house prices, put in the two hundred, uh, the two million dollar cap, uh, and then came up with our number. We then had that independently checked by Castalia advisors. Castalia, Castalia advisors, who are economic advisors, they did their own models, built them themselves, checked them against ours. We tested all of the assumptions, and they've concluded that our costing is reasonable and our assumptions are fair. Are they better than Treasury? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Certainly what they have allowed us to do is test all of the assumptions that go into any model, whether it's a treasury model, whether it's by any economist, you have to go through your assumptions. And wherever possible, we've made conservative assumptions. We've been very careful, very cautious about each part of our costings because we want them to stand out. Second part uh, of that is, yeah, but the second part of that is that these models, these costings, these ideas... Uh, the last time you did this was pre-COVID. The world has changed since COVID. The Chinese haven't come back in tourism. They're not necessarily going to come back in terms of buying houses. The world is different. Yes, the pattern of purchases may vary, but we are confident that across the world, whether it's in Europe, whether it's in the United States, whether it's in other parts of Asia, there are people who want to buy beautiful luxury homes in New Zealand. And our viewers, let's tax them for it and get some benefit to New Zealanders, get some cash into their back pocket. Okay, online gambling, they're saying, the Labour Party is saying they've been collecting GST off offshore casinos since 2016. There is no loophole, as you claim. They have been collecting GST off some online gambling. The online gambling companies that are good enough to pay the GST uh, but there are a number of people operating in this space who aren't licensed in New Zealand, aren't registered in New Zealand. It's a bit of a wild west online. And what we're saying is there's going to be a new licensing regime. If you are licensed, you'll be having to pay all your tax. If you're not licensed, you will be geo-blocked. You will not be able to provide these services in New Zealand. OK. The, the, the upshot of this and what you cannot deny is that these are forecasts. The next question is, if the forecasts don't come to pass... What's your next plan? Do you borrow to cover it? Do you tax elsewhere or do you burn the policy? These are forecasts that we've put together very cautiously. And importantly, Mike, our costings don't depend on one silver bullet. Instead, what we've identified are eight different areas that revenue is coming from. A collection of savings and reprioritisations from government spending, that's more than half the plan, and then a collection of new revenue initiatives, including those immigration levies, the foreign buyer tax, commercial building depreciation, and the gambling tax as well. So taken together, 
we're confident. We yeah, will I'm, I'm be sure you're confident. Of course, of course, you're confident. You've got to be confident. But when you say immigration levies, you have no idea. You can think. You can hope. You can guess, you can model how many people are going to come to the country, but what if they don't? What's your fallback? Do you borrow more? Do you tax elsewhere or do you burn your policy? Well, what we've done with immigration levies is we've looked at how much the government itself is putting in to funding processing fees. So we know that we won't be putting in that money in the future, so we're confident that that frees up cash that we can use for the tax policy. So, look, across all of these things, uh, we believe that there is enough... uh, um, cautiousness built into the estimates uh, that we will still have enough to fund our tax plan. Okay, do you do you not have a plan B? In terms of a plan B? If it doesn't come well, together money-wise, what is your plan B? You can't promise what you've promised at $14 billion. If the $14 billion doesn't arrive, do you borrow, do you tax elsewhere, or do you burn your policy? Well, in terms of our entire fiscal plan, which is what you're asking me about, uh, our plan is threefold. One, we will be very focused on growing the economy so that there is revenue coming in. Two, we're going to make sure that we are very cautious about how we are spending every dollar across government so that we're not wasting it at the burn rate this government has. And number three, uh, we are going to ensure that those operating allowances, which Grant Robertson has put aside for the future, uh, that we are not dipping into those for our tax plan. Whereas Labor have already said that they will have to do that. All right, can I put it this way? Can you guarantee me hand on heart the tax cuts will not be affected when you don't get what you want revenue-wise and you go, whoops, our our fault, sorry. They are rock solid. You will not back down on them come hell or high water. Yes, I can. And I know how important that guarantee is to New Zealanders. And that is why we've put this plan together so cautiously. So that no matter what happens, Labor leaves the books in a real bloodbath when we see them opened up before the budget. We want to look people in the eye and say, your tax relief is coming. Hope is on its way. We can confirm this. We can guarantee this. Why didn't you go after charities? Uh, Look... That wasn't something we considered. Yeah, but why? It's easy money. Because there are definitional challenges about defining who should be paying what. Do do, Uh, do Maori as a charity running a jet boat company, would you want a bit of tax from that? Look, as Chris Luxon has said, this is something that we're happy to have a look at in government and get um, inland revenue and treasury advice on, uh, but it's not something that we need to fund our tax plan. What about oil and gas exploration? Why don't you go after that? Well, we have said that we're going to lift the ban on oil and gas exploration. Of course, there are already uh, royalties that people doing that exploration pay, and um, we weren't convinced that we needed to change that regime. Will you? No, that's not our plan. Appreciate your time, Nicola Willis. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.